Good evening and welcome to Good Vibes of Jason B, a Bright Minds and More podcast. It's 2.02 in the morning on Saturday morning, but it's still my Friday evening. And I was laying in bed because I was thinking about a particular issue. And this has everything to do about relationships. And I'm going to call this the prodigal, kind of like the prodigal son, but we're just going to call it the prodigal. So, uh... One of my really good friends comes to me for advice and asks me the procedures about what it will take to get a divorce. And I explained it, you know, pretty thoroughly. Like, first you gotta, you know, serve your serve your husband, you know, with the declaration of um of divorce, or they call it a, what is it, a declaration of um ill-recyclable differences there's there's just like some legal legal pleadings or whatever to it and then you got to separate and uh, you got to come with your assets and you file the paperwork and then um if you have the attorney they do the work for most of the work and they ask you questions and you got to be honest and then you serve them they give them the same opportunity to do the same on you and you have a court date and then you meet before a judge. And if it doesn't require a long trial of division of assets, uh, it's pretty simple and easy. You know, it's, it may be pricey, but there's other costs like, uh, you got to change your name or you don't have to, but it will be recommended to change your name, but then it's going to cost money, you know, cause you got to change it with social security, your California driver's license registry, and all this other crap, you know, insurances and whatnot. So my friend was telling me about their relationship and why she's choosing to uh, get a divorce. And she wanted to know, ask me, do, you, do I think that she's making the right decision? And I asked her, with knowing your history, because we've been friends for a long time, are you sure you want to go through with this or is the real truth is, is should you have even gotten married? And so my friend was just talking to me about, you know, the tit for tat situations. And I just was like, okay. And again, I asked the question, should you really be married considering you still want to have fun? You're not ready to settle down. Sounds like. And so the more that she was trying to explain her situation about her husband, about, you know, the stupid things that he was doing and, and they're fighting. And I was just like, well, how, it sounds like if you guys are going tit for tat, how can you begin a new life together? If you've never closed out the old lives that you had before. So the expression is don't start new business without closing old business first. It's there for a reason. So they would use in their fights things against each other and as kind of like markers, like, Oh, well you're so bad because you did this. You know what I mean? And it just comes down to a fine point, a simple fine point of this. 
if you are not willing to let go of the past, your past, their past, forgive them, whatever, and not be in the present, then why have the relationship to torture or make anyone suffer? And my friend was reminding me a section of a book that I really highly recommend. If you're into relationships and you want to develop a relationship, you know, um, this book is really handy. And it comes from the series of Don Miguel Ruiz. He has three books. It's called the Toltec Wisdom Books. Now, this book is called The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. You know, this is a practical guide on the art of relationship. And it's also co-authored by another person, which I'm not going to really go into because it's not that I don't want to give them the credit. So my friend, as they were describing their situation and what their problem was, it was like they were trying to blame and get out of or give an excuse for their reason to get a divorce. And I had to bring up the vow. See, I've never been married, but I remember the vows of the marital vows. You know, everyone's heard them. And I said, did you not say for better or worse in sickness and in health? And my friend said, yes, I did. And I said, did you realize that when you swore this oath, this contractual oath, that you would love, cherish, and support your husband. You would uplift him, encourage him. You would help build him to be a greater man than he already is, and he would do likewise. And she's all, yeah, that's what I thought. And I said to her, well, if that's true, then why are you involving other people into your relationship? Why are you still having the friends that you had when you were single still loom around in your married life? You know, because she's my friend. She's a female, you know, and she was like, you know, she's been with girls and guys. So she's bisexual, but, you know, her husband's pretty straight and legit. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't like his girl being too friendly with other girls because he knows her past. It's something that he can't escape from. And so that's been like their one of their biggest problems is, is he because he knows what he knows about her, he actually uses it against her in fights. And I see this happen in couples time and time and time again. And I've even done it myself in my own relationships. But I said, love carries no markers like the bible says what is it uh first corinthians chapter 13 it says you know love is kind love is caring it is not envious it does not eat easily angered or jealous it does not carry or keep tabs or markers of the past and present it exists it free flows it's not restrictive and all this other stuff right so, 
you know, as I was telling him, talking about this, I said, let me read this little chapter that I had highlighted. And out of that book that I told you all about, um, the master, a Toltec uh, wisdom book, The Mastery of Love, this is what one of the chapters had said. And it comes out of, let me flip to it real quick. Chapter three, the man who didn't believe in love. But it's on page 70, and here's how it begins. To master a relationship is all about you. The first step is to become aware, to know that everyone has their own dream. Once you know this, you can be responsible for your half of the relationship, which is you. If you know that you are only responsible for your half of the relationship, you can easily control your half. It is not up to you to control the other half. If we respect and we know that our partner or friend or son or mother is completely responsible, his or her own half, if we respect the other half, there's always going to be peace in the relationship and there is no war. Next, if you know what love, what is love, and what is fear, you become aware of the way you communicate your dream to others. The quality of your communication depends upon your choice or depends on the choices you make in each moment, whether you tune your emotion body to love or to fear. If you catch yourself in the track of fear, just by having the awareness, you can shift your attention into the track of love. Just by seeing where you are just by changing your attention, everything around you will change. Finally, if you're aware that no one else can make you happy and that happiness is the result of love coming out of you, this becomes the greatest mastery of the Toltec mastery of love. And I'm going to read this last part. We can talk about love, write a thousand books about it, but love will be completely different for each of us because we have no experience of love. Love is not about concepts. Love is not about, no, love is about action. Love is in action can only produce happiness fear in action can only produce suffering and the only way to master love is to practice love you don't need to justify your love you don't need to explain your love you just need to practice your love and practice creates mastery now that, that again is by don miguel ruiz the mastery of love highly recommend the book so getting back to the story of my friend, as I was reading that to them, they were crying profusely. They were so upset because they didn't really understand until that point of what I just read to them, the true concept of love. And I said, do you still want a divorce? And my friend goes, yes. I do, unfortunately, because I don't deserve my husband. 
My husband's done everything he can to be there for me, to love and cherish me, but obviously my ways have not been into my husband to give him everything that he needs. He wants a baby. He wants a child. He wants a family. And all I do is smoke weed, hang out, drink a little bit, and hang out with a few friends, work a little bit, And my husband works day after day in construction, heavy, hard work. Now, my friend was telling me that she had felt guilty about her situation. And I said, so that's the reason why you don't want divorce. And she said, yes, I just feel ashamed right now. And I said, I'm going to do you a favor before I... I help you handle your case. I want you to go do something for me. And she's all, what's that? I want you to go home and sit down and talk to your husband in a really calm voice without tit for tat going to be in your language. And my friend was like blown away, right? So I don't know if I could do that. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed. I haven't given him what he's really deserved all along. It was my problem. It was my bad. And I told her, the fear, like in the reading, is the one in control. The fear of you facing the consequence or the fear of you doing the right thing, that it's going to hurt to where you may not recover. Well, I hate to break it to you, but life doesn't work like that. You don't need to have fear in your control panel or in the driver's seat. You need to have love like the book explained. You need to go and talk to your husband and tell him basically one thing and one thing only. What you have understood. And, uh, My friend was uh, telling me that sounds really hard. And I said, of course it sounds really hard. Because doing the right thing is hard. If doing the right thing wasn't hard, what do we truly value it? Doing the bad thing and doing the cowardice thing and running from the situation would be the easier one because I told her for her situation, it would be easier for her husband to be angry at her and to blame her than to her to answer and face the music and say, you know what? My bad. It's by my mistake. I have not committed to this marriage like the way that I had vowed to it. But I want to vow to it and come correct to it now. And she's like, you're making me cry. And I'll say, I'm not intending to making you cry. I told her, if you went and set your, like they say, the truth will set you free. If you went and go and told your husband the absolute truth, you would not have this burden or weight on your shoulders. And she was 
crying again. And she's like, how could he for even forgive me for what I've done to him? I said, that's not up to you. Forgiveness is not to say that it's okay. Forgiveness is so that you can move forward with both of your lives. And if a divorce wants to come out of that as a result of you coming clean and you admitting the mistakes, that's part of life. Some people in relationships will be understanding and some people won't. But in the end, it's not your choice to control fate. Because one way or the other, either you do it now or it will come back in karma and haunt you. And my friend started wiping off her eyes. And she told me, you sound like the dad I should have had, but you're my friend. And I said, I've made a lot of bad choices in my own life. And I know what doesn't work. And when you got to live with that dishonesty of mistakes that you made and you're being foolish and not coming clean, you're the only one to blame. You're the only one to get angry at. And you have to decide, do I want to live without the burden or do I want to live with the burden? Because the living without the burden is having the truth. Because then you don't have to hold it. You don't have to carry it. Because if there's a problem, then it, it's like you release it. Then the other person has to decide, do they want to carry that burden, that poison, that problem in their, their life? If you're not willing to close the old business first, how do you expect the new business to grow? Just like a garden. If you don't clear out all the weeds and the rubbish, how do you expect your crops to produce the fruit or vegetables or flowers that you've designed to exist? Otherwise, they're just going to grow with weeds and they're going to wilt and die and you're going to feel like you wasted time. So my friend gave me a big hug and she said, I'm going to go talk to my husband. I want to sort this shit out. So this problem was on my mind because it reminded me like the prodigal son. Like, you know, in the Bible. And yes, I'm talking about the Bible because there's some great stories and references. And in the prodigal, prodigal son story, the, basically the son was living high off the hog off a rich dad. And the dad says, here, I'm going to give you so much money. Go do what you want and whatever. Just make your life a success. And so the boy did, he went out and partied it up and became, he was broke. And he felt so ashamed because his father was living life at such a high stature, you know, strong businessman. You know, he, um, he felt ashamed. And so the boy went back to the farm after he'd partied out and was long to had no money, he was eating food out of a pig trough. And his father says, uh, 
saw him eating out of the pig trough, and he's like, behold, my son is home. And he's so happy, the father. But the son says, I don't, I can't even lick the dirt off your shoes. I feel so bad at what I did. I wasted money. I lived a fast, frugal lifestyle that I have nothing left. Nothing. And the father ordered the, his servants, give me the best cloaks and let's clean my boy up and invite him back into the house. See, the father reminds me of God or the higher power. He reminds me, it reminds me that that's like the truth, so to speak. Because the truth is not going to be, it's not going to be your curse. It's not going to be your burden. It's not going to be like, some kind of hellfire and brimstone. The truth is to give you not just the excuse, but the ability to be able to release the burdens of your conscience. And I think here in, in the United States, or actually in the world right now, the way that things are going nowadays, I feel like people have not given themselves a chance to forgive themselves. People have not uh, allowed forgiveness to begin in their own hearts. So they carry these problems on and they kind of pass their problems and they're poisoned to other people and it progresses and it's like, can't, it's like, a, it's like a disease. And then people get fed up and they go to churches and they go to religious gatherings or whatever, or they go to the gym, they join some kind of clubs or to make them feel better, but they never dealt with the problem. And I can understand this because even I struggle with this myself. So like I was telling my friend, the truth will set you free is not so that you can live a just life. It's so that you don't have to burden your life with an unnecessary suffering. And there's so much suffering in the world going on right now. Think about, is there something that you're suffering with? Is there a hidden agenda or lie or way you've been living, hiding, putting up an image? Think about it just for a little bit. Well, this is my evening edition, maybe early morning. It's the weekend, and I gave this a lot of great thought. And even as I'm speaking now, it gives me great relief and out of my consciousness to even deal with my own particular situation. As a legal professional that helps people out, sometimes I have to be a little bit of a counselor. And the biggest thing is the first thing, step you can do is listen. Listen carefully. Ask questions. And help them conjure up the remedies. Don't give them the remedies. People will, they don't take care of it. They just abuse it, use it, and then keep going with the same problem. Well, that's my evening edition for with Good Vibes of Jason B. of Broad Minds and More podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you've liked it here on anchor.fm, leave me an applaud. If you have some 
you want to share, feel free to call in on anchor.fm. If you have a question, you feel free to email me at goodvibesatjasonb at gmail.com. If you're on Apple iTunes, you can leave a review. I appreciate them. I'll see the comments. If you're listening to me on Spotify, I greatly appreciate it. Google Play, Radio Public, Spreaker, and, and so many other avenues wherever podcasting can be listened or distributed on. You all have a wonderful morning or evening. Thanks for listening.